This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are almost there, Stars fans. Welcome to another edition of Off-Season Spits and Suds. And pretty soon we won't have to say Off-Season. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan, and a huge thank you to all of you who have stuck with us and listened to these Off-Season podcasts. I believe we're the, one of the only people doing Stars Off-Season podcasts, and it's because you guys requested it, and we truly appreciate it. Joined, as I always am, by our Stars Insider, and he's also an NHL Insider, EP Rinkside. Shap Shots. You got to follow him on Twitter at Sean Shapiro. Got a book out called We Win Here. Sean, how are you, my friend? I'm pretty good. I uh, get to make the, the pretty drive up to Traverse City tomorrow. I get to go watch a real, uh, get to get to watch a hockey game tomorrow between uh the stars prospects and the Red Wings prospects tomorrow afternoon or sorry, uh, early, early evening, late afternoon. And we'll, uh, it, it's fun. It's uh, I've said it, I may sound like a broken record on this, but it's for me, the Traverse city tournament's always kind of the start of hockey season and gets everything going. So yeah. it's, it's an exciting time around here. I, I always like having you as a partner because when it comes to the Stanley cup or when it comes to, tournaments like this that stars fans want to know i say we will be carrying and we will be covering this tournament when in actuality it's sean that's covering it and i'm kind of back here but at the same time i'll take full credit so thank you sean always 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 there you're always there in in thought though i know i I know and we were just talking about i mean what a great time of year to be at traverse city that i mean rj choppy uh we have a deal with um gaylord uh, Gaylord, Michigan, which has amazing golf courses, and uh, we do a trip up there every single year um, to to Gaylord. RJ goes up there, and he just cannot stop talking about how gorgeous it is in Michigan that time of year. Yeah, it's it's a good time of year. It's a really good time of year. So, all right, Exciting. so Stars fans, we'll get into this because we want to talk about some of the top prospects and who Sean is going to look for in this Traverse City. Um, tournament coming up and who's going to shine. And we've seen some current stars shine in the past. So we'll also reference that. And Sean will tell you what he's looking for. So I'm excited to hear that. You guys also responded big time with our mailbag. Uh, so we're going to have uh, a lot of questions that we're going to answer on the back end of this podcast. So it's going to be a busy podcast today and we love it. But we did want to touch on the news of the day. And the news of the day comes out of Columbus, where a bit of a controversy was stirred. And I always like to give reference. So what I want to do is play the cut. And it comes from Spitting Chicklets. If you are not aware of Spitting Chicklets, they are 
probably the hockey podcast as far as its two former players, uh, Mr. Whitney and Mr. Bissonette, along with, you know, others. And it's through Barstool Sports, and they have a lot of former players on, just for reference. And they were talking about Mike Babcock, and he came up in conversation. And here's what they had to say. This is outrageous, dude. I get a text from a, a player. He goes, have you heard what Babcock is up to again? And I'm like, no. So he gets to Columbus, and one of the first things he does is he calls in Boone Jenner, the captain of the team, and he says, let me see the photos in your phone. I want to know the type of person you are. What the f- is going on is that is that even legal I, 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 it feels like it's totally I illegal get him on the podcast to grill him about his antics as a head coach like worry about the f- for check worry about your 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 personnel worry about getting the power play humming at an alarming rate so you might have a chicken dicks chance of sneaking in a wild card spot why do you want to see throbbing dick pics <laughs> from your captain on his iphone <laughs> I don't understand this. By the way, if I was going into one of these meetings having heard all these stories prior, I'm putting on like Rocky quotes on my photos. Oh, yeah. I'm putting on like my workout routine. Oh, yeah. You know what I would put on my phone? I'd be f- standing here in this chair with my f- bin staring him right in the eye with me holding my legs like this. What's wrong with this guy? Now, I hope this story is true because then we look like real big idiots. But I think that Mike Babcock should come on this podcast and clear the air as to why he wants to see Pierce Nipples from Instagram thoughts in his players' phones. So, Sean, the Columbus Blue Jackets (laughs) immediately responded. (laughs) And Mike Babcock said the following. While meeting with our players and staff, I asked them to share off their phones family pictures as part of the process of getting to know them better. There was absolutely nothing more to it than that. The way this was portrayed on the Spit and Chicklets podcast was a gross misrepresentation of those meetings and extremely offensive. These meetings have been very important and beneficial, not only for me, but for our players and staff as well. And to have them depicted like this is irresponsible and completely inaccurate. Boone Jenner, the captain. Uh, of the Blue Jackets responded while meeting with Babs. He asked me about my family and where I'm from, my upcoming wedding and hockey related stuff. He then asked if I had pictures of my family and I was happy to share some with him. He showed me pictures of his family. I thought it was a great first meeting and a good way for us to start to build a relationship to have this blown out of proportion is truly disappointing. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, go Sean. It's just, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. and, and we should be clear on this. Uh, since this has happened, Paul Bissonette, who the voice you heard on that clip, uh, is the who was one of the hosts of Spit and Chicklets, and is also uh, you've probably seen his work on TNT. He's on the panel for Turner. Uh, has on Twitter doubled down yes. and said that and defended that he's had that that it's well sourced. He's shown a screen grab, screen grab basically from a allegedly from a player that used to play for Babcock that. Uh, that he's getting guys to do this on their screen. Now it should be should be clarified here on this show that that text that Bissonette showed clearly comes from a player not currently on Columbus. So that's also an interesting you know, wrinkle in the evidence that has been put out there. Um, 
do you want to talk about the Babcock part or the media part of this first? Because to me, there's two fascinating elements of this, Gavin. Which one do you want to talk about first here? I, I agree. I agree. Let's let's start with Babcock because obviously yeah. he's the headline. And for reference, yeah. Mike Babcock yeah. was the former coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And after his departure, a lot was said about his coaching style, how he treated players. Yeah. So Babcock... There's a couple of famous, then the most famous one for Stars fans will be one of the reasons that Mike Madonna famously played 1,499 career games was because Mike Babcock healthy scratched him late in that late season in Detroit. Um, that's why Mike Madonna did not get 1,500 career games. Um, Madonna has said this himself. Madonna hasn't really grinded an axe about it. Um, he's let others do it for him. Um, to tell you a little bit more about Mike Madonna as someone who has covered Mike, uh, well, not covered him in person during his career, but has covered him since he wrote the foreword for my one, my other book. Um, the first book I wrote, um, Mike is not a person who likes to get in public arguments on things. He's someone who will occasionally, will occasionally see it happen on Twitter, but in general, he tries not to get overly into things so it doesn't surprise me that he's never gone fully in on what his true emotions were about not getting to 1500 games and then uh, Mike Commodore who is a player who played in the NHL for a long time actually covered him with the Texas Stars for a little bit has been very publicly open about how Mike Babcock treated players in his view and everything like that and one of the bigger things obviously two other data points here um Yohan Franzen when from Detroit, his time in Detroit, I think he's the quote, and I'm paraphrasing this because I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but it's something along the lines of Babcock's one of the worst humans he's ever dealt with. Um, and then Mitch Marner told kind of a similar story of, of basically kind of being embarrassed of being asked to rank how hard players worked on the team and then Babcock allegedly sharing that with the team. Um, Mike Babcock is an old school coach. Mike Babcock is... And I'm not defending that. I want to be clear on something. He's an old school coach who's now playing, who is still coaching into an age where your your flaws and what you're doing gets exposed or gets brought out into public. Um, I we like one of the things I, I remember if like for example, if Brett Hull was playing today. A lot of the stuff Brett Hull did during his playing days, and Brett Hull has talked about this stuff publicly before. That's why I don't have an issue saying Brett Hull. If Brett Hull was doing the stuff he was did during his playing days and he was playing in today's game, he would be in trouble. He would get in a lot of hot water. But because there was no social media then, there was no players weren't really having the, the, the space to share this stuff and everything like that, it kind of flew under the radar. So Babcock is an old school coach with an old school mentality who was needed to, I mean, I personally don't understand how he got the Columbus job because um, in my personal view, I think there's so many other qualified candidates who would have been great for that job. So I personally, on a hockey coaching perspective, I don't see why he's the coach in Columbus, but on a, this incident, this is in line with who he is 
as far as he's been known to ask for players' photos before. He did it in Toronto. He did it in Detroit. Um, I went to that. Uh, I, I once saw Mike Babcock speak at a coaching clinic, actually, and he talked about building a rapport with his players by wanting to get to know their families. And he brought up to other coaches of you get to know people's families by sharing photos by sharing photos of your families and him sharing his own family photos with them. So the, the concept of taking uh, Mike Babcock asking for photos off someone's phone, that's not new. I, I believe that happened. I truly believe that happened. Um, I think it's also the type of thing, Gavin, where a player's level of comfort really depends on how this feels right? Where if your boss, and I'm saying this to the general listener right now, if your boss walks into your office and says, hey, can I look at your phone? What, 80% of us are probably going to seize up and like, no, that's mine. That's like, that's my personal space, right? Yes. Like a couple of us will be like, a couple of us will be like, yeah, yeah, sure, go ahead. But most humans, if your boss comes in and say, hey, let me look through your phone or show me something off your phone, you're like, you're my boss. You're not my husband or wife, you don't get that. Right. Like, so it's, I think it's, it's, it's a space where for players, I can get where it feels uncomfortable because it can feel like an abuse of power because while the coach may claim, well, the coach may claim, Hey, if you're not comfortable, don't do it. We all know there's a power dynamic and saying no is going to be, could is is, is so it, there's there's too much external pressure you can't say no to it or whatever right so it's i i truly believe that this stuff happens i don't think and babcock even said like hey that happened um and i i, I think kind of this showing pictures of guys families getting to know guys and everything like that i think that is part of his approach and i think that's part of his thing when it comes to i don't know and the part that I've yet to the part I have a hard time knowing on this is I don't get, I have a hard time seeing the imagery of somebody taking somebody's phone. And and I mean, on spit and chicklets, they claimed that he airplayed him to his TV or whatever and stuff like that of all of a sudden him, like going through all his guys, old pictures and, seeing what he took pictures of and everything like that. To me, I imagine this, this was more of a, hey, you have a family, you have a wife and kids. I want to know you better. Who is this? That's what this feels like a lot to me. And I'm not trying, I want to be clear on something. Very clear to our listeners on this. I am not defending Mike Babcock. I don't think he should be coaching in the NHL right now. I really don't. But I also think there are spaces where, and I also don't think, he should be asking for a guy's phone. I really, I don't think. No. Um, never. I don't think he should be asking asking guys' phone. If he's talking to a guy, say he's talking to Boone Jenner, who unfortunately got roped into all this. If him and Boone Jenner are talking about family stuff, and Boone Jenner says, "Hey, here, let me show you my wife and kids," that's different. So I don't think Babcock should be asking for a guy's phone. All of that being said, where this is where. If it would just been presented the way I just presented it on Spent Chicklets, we could have had a true discourse about this, right? We could have had a true conversation about consent. We could have had a true conversation about 
what is and isn't appropriate with an employee with a boss and um uh, uh someone who reports to a boss though i can't can't i talk right now uh who and what is what is proper conduct and, and consent and everything like that if it had presented the way we just presented it on spent chicklets we could have had that proper conversation when spent and chicklets starts adding some narrative of, well, he wants to take their phone. He wants to see the nipple pictures. He wants to see this and that and everything like that. That jump that, that made this jump the shark and took us away from the important conversation that took us like the important conversation, Gavin, that I want to just lay out real quick is Mike Babcock should not be asking guys for pictures on their phone. That's that's just it's not it's not a fair thing for a coach to do. Correct. He shouldn't be doing that. He, that I think we both agree on that. He shouldn't well, be doing that. If a guy like. Right. Well, yeah, because there's <laughs> sports and there's real life. And I will tell yeah, you, in exactly. real life, yeah. I'm a boss and I yeah. oversee, I don't know, 50 to 100 people at any given time. And I've never asked for pictures. It's, yeah. you know, if and, someone's dating somebody and they tell me about it, I said, oh, wow, I look forward to meeting them. And I kind of leave it at that or, yeah. you know, I get to know, I get to know the people, but I don't ask for pictures if they want to show me pictures or if they want to see pictures in my personal life and I feel comfortable, happy to do it. But I've always taken the tack as a boss and I know sports is different. Yeah, I've always taken the tack of what you think could be appropriate, take two steps back and that's the line right there. Because I've always felt like if if guys are talking in a room, you know, you either have to say it's inappropriate or you leave that room. But you have to say, you know, guys, I'm going to leave this conversation now. You know, this isn't, you know, if if something like this is happening, but if it's happening as far as a structure and it's talking about another employee, then I have to stay in that room and I have to address it because that's, you know, my job. And he's in a tough position because you know, he's a coach, but at the same time, he does want to have some bonding. And I'm guessing after what happened to him in several stops and what has been said about him with other players, maybe he's trying to find that bond with the players that he hasn't been able to find in the past. But, you know, I agree with you when they started joking about it and stuff like that. It kind of changed the narrative. I will say this. Well, and about, that's, yeah. yeah, go, go well, ahead. And I, th- I, I think that's important here. Like, full stop, he should not be asking for guys' phones. He should not be asking Correct. for pictures on guys' phones. That's that's it. That's Mike Babcock is wrong there. That is a simple thing. Where this goes, where this becomes a media conversation right now, and where in this brave new media world, we've talked about it on this podcast before. We've talked about what happens now that the Dallas Morning News, for example, like in the Dallas Stars land, right? There's no full-time beat writer for the Morning News. The Athletic does not have a full-time Stars beat writer. They've moved the person to the Cowboys. Um, they have, uh, I'm, it's, there's more people doing independent things. There's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the stuff on the Substack space. The pod, podcasts are becoming more and more of a media space and everything like that. And one of the things about this stuff that is, and I'm not even going to go with the decorum. I'm just going to talk about the, the kind of the, the, the spot of it is this is one of those things where 
spit and chiglets, spit, spit and chiclets is so large and, and it players trusted and everything like that. And it's okay to, they're a, they like to pretend they are, they're a personality um, storytelling podcast until they aren't right. And then there's times when it becomes, Oh, well, this is a news dump or you have this because they get, they have players who, who text them directly. They are, they do are well connected. I believe that there was an uncomfortable player who texted Paul Bissonnette about this. And that that's what happened. Uh, from Paul Bissonnette's standpoint though, I think there's a decorum and there's an understanding of you have to present the facts as, as you have them. And he doesn't know. There's no facts that Babcock is scrolling through these photos for for nude pictures or, or whatever or anything like that. It's It was strong enough to say, hey, he's asking guys for their phones. That's not right. Strong enough to leave it at that. When you start pushing it the other way, you start going that way. And then when you start doubling down on Twitter, telling guys to F off and everything like that, um, it's a tough spot for a lot of people right now, because as I mentioned earlier, you have one of the main broadcasters mm-hmm. now for the NHL, one of the national broadcasters for the NHL, one of their panelists quote tweeting the Columbus Blue Jackets statement with tell Babs to knock off the bullshit enough with putting guys on the spot in the coach's room, yada, 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 basically just, and it's Paul Bissonnette got where he is in the world because of who he is. And I understand, I'm not, I'm, and I understand that and everything, but this is one of those spaces where there's a bit of decorum you show about handling something so we can have the proper discussion. This conversation today should just be a simple cut and dry. Like Mike Babcock didn't have to defend asking players to, like the Blue Jackets were just able to put out a, uh, were able to just put out a statement where it's like, oh, this was a gross misrepresentation of it, and it is a gross misrepresentation of it. Mike, the Blue Jackets haven't answered the question about why is does he feel right to ask someone for their phone, and he probably never will answer that right. question. But because of how Bissonette brought it out, it's it, it made all that Columbus had to do was react to the extreme as opposed to getting to the real root of the problem. It just it's one of those where sometimes just the measured, the measured factual, this is what I know, and this is what I can report, allows us to get to the truth or allows us to actually discuss the real problem as opposed to, well, we need to really break down the imagery of Mike Babcock looking through a guy's phone for nipple pictures or something like that. And that's this is where Mike Babcock is wrong. He was wrong. He shouldn't be asking for a guy's phone. Paul Bissonnette, in this case, is wrong in how he put this out there because he really sidetracked it and made it about himself when this could have been about Mike Babcock and having a better conversation about consent and and things along those lines as opposed to turning it into a viral he said, he said type show and maybe that's what Bissonette wanted all the time maybe that is what he wanted maybe he got what he wanted but well i think you've done a good job like what you haven't done in this conversation sean has gone like old school media person like talking about spitting chiclets as far as not being a media source because you realize just like i realize i mean spitting chiclets has done a lot 
to me for the game of hockey. You know, they've 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 talked about it in a way that relates to the younger generation. They do the sandbagger tournament where they have players and you see players in their natural environment, not with microphones in front of them and talking trash and they brought language to the table that, you know, we didn't you know, sometimes know if we weren't in the hockey circles like pigeon and chirping and and all those kinds of things. So I think they've done a lot for the game, and I think Paul Bissonette brings a lot of personality to the TNT uh, broadcast. Uh, I do want to highlight something you said earlier because I think we need to double down on this, and I think Spit and Chicklets would agree. We feel bad for Boone Jenner because yeah. there's a captain yes, of the yes. team, and what could Boone Jenner do? And that's that's the issue. And Boone Jenner mm-hmm. has to relate to the rest of his team, also has to relate to the opposition. You know, Boone Jenner's been in the league for a while. He's a very respected person, and he had to come out. And, you know, hopefully it doesn't ruin the relationship if there is one with Spit and Chicklets. Hopefully it doesn't in any way hurt his relationship with Columbus, the players in Columbus. So, it's just disappointing, and and I I agree with you. I think Mike Babcock has to go over and above on these situations based on his past. There have been too many things surrounding Mike Babcock for him just to move on, and I think that's what they're yeah. trying to do with that statement. Yeah, and that's and it's it's I don't have an issue with the story being brought to light. I don't have an issue with us having a really good conversation, like. There could be a really good con. This yeah. could have led to, or this could have led to a really good conversation. This could have led to a really good conversation about power dynamics. This could have led to a really good conversation about, okay, where other reporters would have been allowed to ask the Blue Jackets and be like, hey, like, have you guys talked to Mike about what this means to take a guy's phone? Does he understand the power dynamic of this? Where the headline is Bissonette versus Babcock, and that's not what it should be. The headline should be Mike Babcock is doing something that's abusing power that probably 15, 20 years ago would have been widely accepted as not abusing power just because that's how hockey culture was. And now it's and now we're in a better spot where we can have these conversations. Yeah. We lost that main conversation and we lost that because of how it was delivered media wise. And I think that's kind of part of the responsibility of, of media right now that kind of is really changing where, and it's kind of one of the things that scares me a little bit as we figure out the future of this industry, right? Like I opinion pieces, columns, um, sharing your views on something. It's all great. Like it's, it's good, but we also still need that space of, hey, this is the facts we have instead of had them now so we can approach them the right way. And like, I'm never going to like, like, and we joke about a lot about this podcast, Gavin, but I, if all of a sudden we were going to, I don't even want to make anything up, but like, I'm not going to make something up because that's ridiculous. But like, if we were to be like, oh, well, we know this about the Dallas Stars, I'm going to say what I know. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go add a superfluous, colorful detail just because it moves on this conversation. Yeah. And I think that's something that um, it changed. It changed the narrative, and that's what 
it's just a kind of this whole thing is a side effect of the media world we're in right now. And at the end of the day, just to get back to the beginning of this, I feel bad for Boone Jenner. I feel bad for any Blue Jackets player because you're going to get asked about this and there's only one real answer you can give. And I feel bad because we didn't get the instead of and and not and and at the end of the day, Mike Babcock should not be asking for pictures off players' phones. That's Correct. personal. That's private. And people are allowed to be personal private and keep it away from their employer. Now we also have to add the NHLPA is going to be involved and they're launching an investigation and they're going to look into this. So not saying that any answers will come of it, but we'll see the fact that they're looking into it means that, you know, they take this very seriously and I can appreciate that. And I can also appreciate the sources that spit and chicklets have over the years, they're obviously former players, and, and kudos to them, you know, and they have a lot of players on their side. So, you know, I want them to continue what they're doing because I think it grows the great game of hockey. And I want, yeah. you know, other people to continue what they're doing as well. So I, I just hope it can be resolved and moved on. And I, I agree with you. There were two things when I didn't agree with the Babcock hire, but it really bugged me that Mike Babcock was hired so quickly out of the gate when his Toronto deal was up. It was almost like those parts were in place. And that's what frustrates me. Like you must've, yeah, yeah, it's not almost, it's, it's, it's not like, it's not, it's not, it's not, I mean, I'm sure that lawyers have the the lawyers, the lawyers would say no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The lawyers would say no, but we all know it. Like, I mean, I know Babcock gave a talk this summer on like June 27th or something like that. And it was, he was introduced as a NHL coach. And he even said at that time, oh, I'm a Leafs employee right now. Like, wink, wink. Like, I know that happened. I personally know that happened. Mm -hmm. Because on July 1st, he would be no longer Leafs employee, no longer collecting $5 million per year from Toronto, and free a free agent where he would get the most of his money everywhere. So it's, it's, it happened. It definitely happened. It was all in place before Columbus. It's I know people will be like the lawyers will have crossed their T's and I's and all that stuff to make sure that legally it was done right. But we all know how this works. Everyone tampers. It's just those who get caught are the ones that actually get punished. There's punishments for tampering too far and getting caught. Everyone tampers and everyone does all of that. And like the Babcock one was just a blatant like a blatant disregard for the actual spirit of the law of the system. So 